Podcast, where we're mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing. This is Emily Einelander, and today my co-host Corinne Kalaski will be interviewing Ariel Fredman-Stewart. Enjoy! Tonight we're talking to Ariel Fredman-Stewart, who is a book publicist who has launched New York Times best-selling campaigns for Frederick Bachman, Jennifer Weiner, Colleen Hoover, and many others, including YouTube sensation Shane Dawson and Connor Franta. She loves cheese, crafting, and reading, duh, and lives with her husband and daughter in Queens, New York. Find her on Instagram at, at Ariel Stewart. Welcome, Ariel. Hello. Thanks Hello. for having me. Thank you for talking to us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So Ariel and I have had a uh, long, I wouldn't say like a storied past, but a long past. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like how to, so let's talk about maybe like quickly, like how we first sort of met. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So I think it's so interesting. I was, um, I graduated from college into the recession, one Uh, of the many recessions. Sure. So um, you were leaving your job and I got your job. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we've known each other for now, what, like, ten that was 2008? Yes, was it, like 11 yeah, years? Little, yeah, yeah. A very long time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Over a decade. Over a decade. It's insane. I know. I know. Yeah. So much has happened in that decade, <laughs> the yes. intervening years. <laughs> yes. Fate um, has been okay to us. Yeah, it has been for the most part. It's oh, true. It's okay. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to jump into our, uh, our questions here now. Um, so what made you want to get into a career in publishing in the first place? So I guess I was always pegged in school as a book nerd because I was good at reading and felt compelled to answer questions mm-hmm, sure. uh, whenever a teacher, you know, asked them. Because right, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just what people do. Right. Um, and then when I was in high school, I was lucky enough to spend the summer in London one summer, mm-hmm. and I got an internship at Bloomsbury, who publishes Harry Potter in the UK. Oh, and before okay. that, yeah, I had no idea that you could work in publishing. It's just one of those things where, like, I still envision the mail just, like, winging through the air. But, yeah. Like, actually, <laughs> people, you right. know, right. you know, carry the mail. But sure. people actually work on books and acquire them and edit them and publish them and do all those right. things. So you know, wow, who knew? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So now when you were at Bloomsbury, were you an editorial intern or publicity intern? It was like a weird rotational thing where I worked in the rights department and I worked in the publicity department. But what they had me doing was actually physically making posters to mail out to bookstore events. So I would like cut up covers and then paste them on and they were like, wow, you're good at arts and crafts. (laughs) You're like, yes, I am. (laughs) Yeah. But also That's reading awesome. books early, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, when you worked like in the publicity department or interned there, was that kind of what first sort of like turned your mind towards publicity as like a possible part of the industry that you'd want to work in? Yeah, absolutely. Because I had no idea. Like, I think most people just think when you work in book publishing, you read books at your desk and then that's what you do. But, you know, until you actually dive into it, you don't understand that there's so many other components. There's copy editors and managing editors who make sure like covers are turned in on time and edited manuscripts and it's fed out to the right retailers and all this other stuff that no one, like, you know, someone sells the books to the retailers, like someone designs the covers. So many things that no one even thinks about that are so cool. Right, right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, publicity, because you can be fun uh-huh. and you get to like 
use your powers of persuasion and still read the books and think critically about them and, you know, sometimes yeah. go to the Today Show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Every once right? in a while. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So did you consider any other industries before you got into publishing or were you kind of like, nope, like this is exactly what I want to do? You know, I, I did. I was looking. I interned in advertising and I, I vaguely I I looked at this. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like more corporate sure. um, publicity for a period of time. But I also yeah. had such a liberal arts education that despite that good education, I wasn't super duper prepared for like, oh, I really want to do this after college. So I kind of defaulted to what I knew I liked. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's like, I think yeah. that's the way to do it. That's the way to choose a career. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Without an eye towards towards finances. No, Whoops. not at all. Not even thinking about, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think about that now because like I kind of had the same thing. Like when I was in my mid-20s, I was just like, I interned for like a literary agent in Seattle and I was like, oh my God, I love this. I'm going to move to New York and like do this whole thing. And yes. yeah, like looking back, I'm like, I'm glad that I, obviously I'm really glad that I did that because I love publishing. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, wow, like I could have chosen an industry where I'd have made a lot more money, but you know, yeah. what can you do? Right. So, we're, we're, uh, financial, we're financially sound in our hearts. We are exactly. It's true. Yeah. We're like rich in our careers and then poor yeah. in our bank accounts. So whatever. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so cool. All right. So you tour every now and again with very popular authors like Jennifer Weiner and Frederick Bachman. Um, what is that experience like and what do you spend most of your time on tour doing? Ooh, fun question. Um, the experience is really fun and interesting and great because you get to go out to bookstores that you send your authors to all the time and actually see what they're doing on the ground. Yeah. And beyond that, you're actually meeting the people who come to book events and getting to understand like what, what they want out of the experience, which I think makes you better at coming up with an experience that's good for future oh, readers. Totally. So yeah, like I love that I've made friends with booksellers at Joseph yep. because I get to go out to Cincinnati a good bit. And like, I know people now all over the country and have been to these amazing independents and I've been really lucky to do that. And then also just going on tour with authors, you get to know them better, what makes them tick it is definitely being like a glorified camp counselor. Cause like, you're like, you need to be at this place at this right. time. And yep. you also have a little bit of a police officer role where you're stepping sure. in, especially for more famous authors, you're stepping yeah. in to be like, you're too close. You need to back up. Right. Or, right. you know, you've, you've had a two minute conversation now and there's 1100 other people in line. We need you sure. to keep moving. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, that's hard. Cause yeah. we just want to be nice. And right. I always try and be nice until I, you are very you know, nice. I'm sure you do. Thank you. Nicely. You are. Oh, you are. You. No, yeah. I'm a good police officer, but yeah. um, no, it's, it's really fun. And I really, I love going on tour, but you also, it's tiring. And, and that's yeah. another thing you learn. Like you're putting your authors through a lot when they go on tour, but sure. you know, that's what advances are for. Right. Right. Yes. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was the second part of that question? I forgot already. Oh no, that's okay. I said, what do you spend most of your time on tour doing? Which I think you just oh, yeah. explained. So yeah. that's pretty Camp much counselor, it. police officer. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Right. Right. So do you have like a favorite city that you've been to on tour or a favorite city? Yeah. Um, or maybe what's been your best tour experience or something like that. You know what? I had a really good trip with Frederick Bachman in Minneapolis oh, where cool. we, we did like an amazing few stock signings leading up to this event. That was um, a community reads pick um, for his Brit Marie was here 
because they also chose a man called Uva. And uh -huh. so this giant state, like not stadium, auditorium of like 300 people was filled. And I think it was the first time he really saw, wow, people are coming out for me. And like, I have an audience in the US that I had no idea about. And he was like, oh, wow. whoa, this is, you know, really cool. And for me, it was really seeing this small community come together for this event that it seemed like people didn't really hang out together. And yeah. maybe it was, it was like kind of a community that had like some drug fractures and uh -huh. things were like not the best, but like everybody came out to see this cool author from Sweden. And I was, I was just super touched by the experience and I think he had a great time too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That is a great event. And that's like, totally. that's why you do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. For moments like that. That's very true. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So now that you've been in the publicity game for over 10 years, um, how would you say, and I know I feel, feel like this is in a million ways that it's changed, but what are some like, I don't know, really obvious ways that publicity has changed in the past 10 years? Yeah. I mean, everything is digital now. And I feel yeah. like, um, you know, the magazines still hold their weight and the print papers still hold their weight. Like everyone yep. would die for something in the New York times if it's yeah. positive, but right. you're also trying to get on the New York times podcast. And you're trying to get on pod save America with like a political book and you're right. trying to do so much more to reach people in every way because everybody's reading while they're watching TV mm -hmm. and like texting on their phones. So right. like right. you have to find a, find a way to hit people multiple times where yep. they live online. And right. that's, so so hard because everybody's attention uh, is super just you know divided yeah absolutely so, well, yeah and I would think it's I mean it's so much harder now too because it feels like there's so much more content out there too than there was 10 years exactly. ago even, you know so it's yeah. yeah 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 and you know audible is coming up with the original stories now so you, mm -hmm. if you're an, if it, you're an audio listener you can only you know you could do that you could only right. do that and yeah you don't ever have to touch a book or you know an ebook which is interesting but when we, when you and I met, mm -hmm. ebooks were becoming like the thing, right? And now they've plateaued. So yeah, that's yeah. interesting too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't remember like exactly when the panic took hold that like ebooks were just going to completely overtake print books and nobody was going to read print books anymore. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's it's very as someone who only reads print books, I feel like that's a little like victory for me a little bit. I guess that ebooks yeah. are kind of like, eh, you know, people read them, whatever, but they're not going to destroy print books. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll always have a nice medley of both. I really truly believe that. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So you've worked with some blockbuster authors like the aforementioned Frederick Bachman. Um, so who have been some of your favorites to work with and why apart from him and Jennifer, I assume too. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, yeah. I love Colleen Hoover. Um, oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think she is an underappreciated author despite uh -huh. having like, you know, a, a reach of, you know, three quarters of a million people online and people yeah. just don't know her. And I think that kind of plays into the whole romance isn't really reading situation sure. that a lot yep. of people feel, but yeah. it's romance is contemporary fiction. And if you like contemporary fiction and you're reading Jojo Moyes, like you can yeah. read any romance author and still have a great time. And, and sometimes you come away with a, a better understanding of issues that you might not have experienced yourself. And that's what I love about Colleen, because even though she doesn't try to, en to educate, sometimes she does by accident. And, sure. and I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I yeah. loved, I loved working with Kunal Nair, who was, um, Raj on the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. He wrote a great book called Yes, My Accent is Real, just about where he came from in India and how he ended up in the United States and how he, you know, really worked hard to get to where he is. And he's yeah. just such a 
humble, smart, full of light person. Like just the nicest guy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of people that are like less well known. Sure. I love yep. Lisa Jewell. If you like yeah. domestic suspense thrillers, like I've, this is my funny, crazy publishing story. When yeah. I was an intern at HarperCollins, mm-hmm. I grabbed her book, Vince and Joy in galley form and I read it and yeah. then I left it at my, my parents' house. And then, you know, years later I start to work at Atria in 2010 mm-hmm. and I went home to my parents' house and I saw this book, Vince and Joy by Lisa Jewell. And I was like, holy crap, I'm her publicist now. Because yeah. she had moved over to Atria and that was her, maybe her first book with Atria. Right. And now it's been, we're launching our 10th book together in mm-hmm. November and yeah. it's going to go bonkers. Yeah. And like, wow, what a crazy story. That is insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's really like the universe coming together somehow. It really is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, been trying for years and years to make her into this like household name and I feel like we're almost there I was gonna say I mean yeah I feel like she's very recognizable name wise definitely like and I know what I don't even read that kind of fiction but I know what she writes you know like I mean I feel like she's very yeah so you're doing an amazing job because yeah thank you yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're doing amazing sweetie exactly (laughs) (laughs) um all right so what have been some of the most fun campaigns you've worked on and why Okay. Well, every, every, anytime I've gone on a bus tour, yeah, that has been super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, we put together this mystery bus tour with several authors in 2000 something, 12, 10, 11, and went all across the country, just like rocking it out with these like young boys hoofing books and these like very well-known authors being like, where are we? Why can't we use the bathroom? that was I just thought that was a really creative way to get um the word out about our mystery um our mystery books at Adria and I thought that was super fun yeah I'm trying to think of like overall campaigns because sometimes my brain goes backwards and forwards or only forwards because like right now what are we living in like 2020 2021 yeah for sure yeah yeah right but um no I think I loved, I've loved my romance campaigns. I yeah. think Jen Weiner was so amazing last year, this year. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. it's 2019. Yeah. Because <laughs> she hadn't written a novel in four years, mm-hmm. almost four years. And, and everyone was like, oh my God, she's back with this amazing book. And basically every single outlet came to the table and we got yeah. new coverage for her. And it was mm-hmm. her first real experience doing a lot of the like Instagram-y digital oh, stuff. Cool. Yeah. And I really, I love that space. I work with a lot of like bookstagrammers and sure. I love like finding podcasts, obviously, you know, through Instagram yeah. and right. it's, I just, I think it's really fun to see somebody like learn something new. And I felt like, you know, look at me, I'm just like this, you know, young publicist and Jen Weiner is this amazing powerhouse and I got to help her yeah. kind of break out in book and I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's something else that I think like, I feel like there's kind of, you know, a pro and con probably to the way publicity has shifted in the past 10 years where there are all these bookstagrammers and there are all these podcasts and stuff that you're pitching. It's like, yeah, you can have fun with them in a way that you maybe couldn't have fun when you're pitching to like mm, the Atlantic or something like that. You yes. know, it's a very different totally. environment landscape. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and, and also she's just such a big proponent of like gender equality and literature yeah. and coverage and Sure. You know, some places, like I said, if you don't take women seriously, fine, but there's yeah. tons of other places that are going to do a better job than, you know, the old guard at selling a right. book sometimes. Right. That's totally. kind of re- rewarding for us, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so you have worked for both HarperCollins and Simon & Schuster since you began your career. Would you have any interest in working for a smaller or independent publisher someday or moving into another facet of the industry? Yeah, um, I love indie publishers. Um, there's a freelancer I work with who's um, publishing with Clash Books soon. And mm -hmm. I just, I think that they are able to give a level of personalized attention that's sometimes yeah. really hard in the traditional publishing oh, space of course. because, you know, that, that's really, there's just so many books being put out. Yep. Um, and there's obviously benefits to both, but I think that's like a really unique experience. And I think independent bookstores appreciate that so much more. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And I've worked with authors who do both, you know, self-publishing and traditional publishing, which I, I think is an interesting, like, go-to-market thing yeah. that I've learned about. And I've learned about price sensitivity. And, yeah, I would definitely go – I mean, I'm not leaving my job. Yeah. I'm going to choose to over there. Right. Um, right. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, and, and I, I don't know. I'm maybe, like, exploring a children's book based on – my daughter a yeah. little bit so that oh, might be a cool. fun thing to do like uh -huh. later and you know I don't know we'll see yeah, but totally uh, I think I like marketing I like publicity yeah. I've always been interested in talking to indie booksellers so like mm -hmm. the people who do that the sales teams who talk to indies are so cool and I would I would love to do that too yeah yeah okay all right awesome yeah um, okay, so you have also worked on publicity campaigns for some YouTube personalities. So how different yes, do those, yeah. <laughs> so how different do those campaigns look from a quote unquote normal book campaign? You know, it's like the publicity is kind of the side point to the events. I see. Um, okay. I'm not saying that properly, but like I know what the, you mean though. It's it's so fun because I've never seen more people come to bookstores really like, and bond, bond with each other yeah. and have a great time. Just like have mm -hmm. this whole fun experience, make a day of it yeah. And, yeah. Um, and just lose their absolute, wait, can I curse? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they just lose their shit over seeing these people. And it's so interesting. And mm -hmm. I've learned so much about um, understanding audiences and yep. who is actually going to do a great job. Yeah. Of, um, selling books mm -hmm. yeah no I love seeing all these kids walking into stores and buying books and the youtubers themselves like you might get like teenager publicity or the entertainment things yeah if you can break through but when we first started doing it um people really didn't take them seriously yeah so we were like trying to pitch New York Times profiles and things like that and actually one of my authors like sold more books than anyone else who hit the bestseller list one week but he wasn't on the list because of you know bias yeah. or whatever they would sure. say yeah and snobbery yeah and yeah. it's just the the power that these people have mm -hmm. is amazing and they're actually for the most part really sweet people who've maybe been through a lot or yeah um, are just trying to like reach out to their fans in a new way and I think that was really cool because so many kids would leave reviews like I don't read a lot but now I'm going to start reading again because I really enjoyed reading you know, Shane Dawson's book. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. So that, yeah. was, that was amazing. And, and truly, like, we would limit the number of people that could come into a store, and it was hundreds. Oh wow. It was in the thousands. Like, my oh biggest my event was maybe 2,000 people. And <laughs> I had to cut shit. it off, and I got in a fight with a mom. Like, they, it was <laughs> oh really, it yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah, it sounds that way. Oh, my God, that's yeah. crazy. Ugh. 
Yeah. Um, and that type of touring is, is hugely fun too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So how many tours do you go on a year or does it kind of depend? I think it, it really depends on the author and the year. Yeah. I think it's slowed down a little bit, especially okay. since I've become a mom, I think. Yeah, sure. Um, but I would say like once or twice a year I'm traveling with people or going to a conference or something yeah. like that at least. Yeah. And, and it, it's good to get out there and show your face on the ground and let mm -hmm. people know that you care about what they're doing. Yeah, of course. Right, right. Yeah, that's very cool. All right. Um, so, okay, if you had your pick of genres, uh, which genre would you choose to work on, like, exclusively? Or is there one? Well, yeah, no. I mean, if you could go as broad as to say fiction, I think yeah. that's where I live. Yeah. Um, and I I like the, the line between, contempt, like, just commercial fiction and slightly literary. Like, I like sure. accessible literary fiction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I can do well there. But mm -hmm. I also like, I like celebrities. I have to say it. Like, they're yeah. fun to work with. The uh -huh. publicity is fun. You can be creative in ways that you can't really be with just like a debut novel. Sure. Um, but what I love the most is just finding a book that you love and maybe you've cried over and just being like, I'm going to give this everything I can. Yeah. And, and go to, you know, like, you know, go to bat for it. And when that's successful, it's so, obviously, you know, it's like so rewarding. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. All right. Um, let's see. And can you tell us what you are reading right now? Um, I am reading a book called uh, The Majesties by Tiffany Tsao. Okay. And some people have described it as like a mashup between Crazy Rich Asians and okay. like if Gillian Flynn had written it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a like a crazy Asian family and there's murder uh -huh. and it's very messed up but like I can't really say more I, that's yeah. why I was pausing for a second because yeah it's hard to say more. <laughs> right, the cover right. is like totally 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 gorgeous um yeah so I love that mm -hmm. and what else am I reading um we no just are you read um sorry go ahead oh no I was just gonna ask are you reading this stuff for work or is this for fun that's a work one, and a fun okay. one was we read um, Elevation by Ted Chiang. Chiang okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a collection of short stories for mm -hmm. my book club, and I, oh, cool. it was so weird, and I loved it, and yeah. a lot of our book club members were like, I didn't think I liked sci-fi, and now uh -huh. I think maybe I could give it a try, so yeah. that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Awesome, all right. Yeah. So are there any books coming down the pike that we should be watching out for? Uh, from SNS or anything else that you know about that you can talk about, I guess. Mm, okay. Well, I'm working on a book that's coming out in March, um, 2020 called uh -huh. in five years by Rebecca Searle. Okay. And it's, it's a book that totally subverts your expectations because you go in thinking it's going to be a love story mm -hmm. and then it's kind of a friendship story. Oh, and okay. most people that I've sent it to have come back and been like, I was not expecting to cry so much. And yeah. she really, she really messed me up there. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's a, yeah, it's like a beautiful meditation on friendship and, you know, fate and free will and where mm -hmm. you see yourself in the future. And sure. I think, um, I think it's going to go bonkers, hopefully. Yeah. And then of course, I'm eagerly anticipating Frederick Bachman's next novel, which is yep. hopefully coming in the fall of 2020. Oh, okay. And it's called okay. Anxious People. Oh, okay. All right. That seems perfect for these times. So yes, it's perfect for our anxious fall 2020. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. 
so now do you like is Frederick one of those authors too that like whenever he has a book coming out you automatically get to work on it because you've worked on all, all his others yeah yeah okay. as long That's as I'm living and breathing and working at HBO yes. and yes. he likes me yeah you get I to think I will yeah yeah yeah, that's very, that's gotta alive. be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. I hope I don't do anything to mess it up, but like, yeah, as long as I get to um, stay at Adria and, yeah. and work on fiction, I'll be sure. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 That's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Those are all, I think, the like industry related questions that I had. My last question is about your daughter, Millie, who is, how old is she? Like <laughs> two? Is she, she like two and a half? Yeah. Two and a half. Okay. So she just had this sort of brush with fame. What was this, like a month ago, maybe? <laughs> yeah, like in September or something. Yeah. Yeah. End yeah. Of September, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, okay, can you describe exactly what the video that you took was of? Yeah. Okay. So Millie is super weird, and I love her so much. She's, like, smart <laughs> and weird. And She's hilarious. Um, she is. She is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And she, like, she, you know, I, what I, I wake up with her at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah. like, what else am I doing but putting her on my Instagram stories, like, waiting for the garbage truck and stuff right. like that. So, right. thanks her life. So, um, she just started moving into the preschool room at her daycare. And she uh -huh. was kind of ornery about going. And then, finally, she was super excited to go. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I guess she just learned how to walk backwards or has discovered that she's able to. So, she decided to walk backwards down the street with her dad on the way to school. Uh -huh. And I started filming because that was super weird. Yeah. Um, but then... <laughs> she remembered that she forgot to give me a kiss and she like yelled, wait, kiss. And she ran back at me <laughs> and um, gave me a kiss. And she said, I love you. And I trust you. And I love you. And I love you. Okay. And I was like, Oh my God. Um, which is, is funny because she definitely, she understands trust a little bit. She, but she definitely doesn't use it right all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the video kind of like went viral. Yeah. A friend tweeted it like mm -hmm. a YouTuber that I know, like Connor Franta retweeted it. Like, yeah. you know, that happened. Yeah. And then like parents magazine reached out and mm -hmm. motherly and pop sugar. And then good morning America was like, can we run this online? And I was like, okay, uh -huh. sure. I'm a publicist. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and I was like, please confirm the date and what, what social it's going. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, that was, that was crazy. It was like a yeah. fun moment and she had no idea what was going on. Of course. Right. All. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, I gotta say a very delightful uh, thing to see go viral. It's like for once, in, oh, thank you. you know, for once in like yeah. a blue moon or something, it's like something good is actually, and cute is actually happening in the world instead of just one terrible thing after another. So thank you, Millie. <laughs> thank you, Millie. For being <laughs> no, I was, it's true. and like truly as a publicist, I was like, should I, be allowing this to be out of there on the internet but then so yeah. many people are like this truth this made my day yeah like, this is so yeah. sweet we need more mm -hmm. of this so I was like okay it's fine yeah. don't worry it's about true. it well I think people are really hungry for anything good in this day and age you know yeah. what I mean it's like anything that warms your I, heart for like yes. 10 seconds is like give me more of that so yeah 100% yeah. you're like yes. oh my god wow I smiled right exactly <laughs> yes yes when my day is full yeah. of frowns mostly so yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's how people feel yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's the end of our question list. Do you have anything that you want to plug or anything else you'd like to talk about? Maybe any books you have coming up that people should look out for anything like that. Okay. So I said the Rebecca Searle. Yes. Um, and I said, Frederick is coming. I think Jen Weiner has a new book coming in the summer. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, called Big summer, but I don't know if I'm like cool to announce the date. Sure. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's I don't want to get you in trouble. For revealing yeah, I feel secrets. like I, 
I feel like Rebecca and Frederick are very exciting and then Jen will have her due and then yeah I don't I can't even think about what else is happening past that I'm I'm still like yeah I'm no I'm still like right now in November 5th when I have Lisa Jules the family upstairs coming out oh okay oh god so you're really like crazy right now yeah and do you know Indivisible, the, the like Indivisible project that um, has like, it's a grassroots organizing. I don't think I do. Church. No. Uh, I, this doesn't have to be on the podcast, but. Um, oh, it will be. Don't they, worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Indivisible uh, launched in 2017 when a guide to defeating Trump kind of went viral. Okay. And. Um, now it's millions of members across the country who have indivisible groups in every single state and in so mm-hmm. many cities, um, organizing town halls and running for office and all these other things. And yeah. they have a book coming out called We Are Indivisible on November 5th as well. Oh, cool. And it's kind of just like how you can help, you know, what, um, what political reforms we actually need, like what's the cause of Trumpism at sure. its root, you know, and, and, you know, even if, things don't change in 2020 it's like what else we can be doing yeah um, to make a difference in your own community mm-hmm. okay that sounds awesome yeah so that's fun yeah yeah, yeah. It's like that's a good, a good cause yeah in my mind absolutely I totally agree yeah well, no we'll definitely we'll put that we'll probably put a link to it like on the website and in the newsletter like and in the, our post about this episode and stuff so yeah we'll definitely include that cool. and if you're cool with it we'll also include the video of Millie um, so more people can yeah. get a taste of that. Cause as I said, it will definitely make you smile. So yeah. And yeah, if it doesn't, I can't help you. So, you know, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah the, the few trolls <laughs> that have found me on the internet. Uh, I'm like, okay. You've gotten whatever over that video. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine some people are like, no. Oh, they're like, I love you. And I trust you. That's probably what mommy says to daddy when he leaves for a business trip. Oh my God. What the fuck? That's insane. What like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm like, honey, I'm the one who goes on business trips. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I'm sorry you've had to deal with it, but I can't say I'm surprised though. Cause like people literally anything to criticize. So, you know, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. 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 Even the purest video in the history of video. So look, yes. Yeah. Thank you. What can you do? What can you do? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we're done. I can't think of anything okay, else. Cool. There's anything else you want to talk about, but. No, this has been so fun. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this too. I super appreciate it. And you can find us at hybridpubscout.com on Facebook at hybrid pub scout on Twitter at hybrid pub scout on Instagram at hybridpubscoutpod. And please find us on your favorite podcast app and give us a five-star rating and review. Thanks for listening and thanks for giving a rip about books.